Hey friends, welcome to Anna, Acacia, and Adulting. Yep, that was a lot of A's in one mouthful, but don't worry, it's going to be A-okay. We've created this podcast to help uncover, share, and talk through this thing we call adulting. You know, the stuff they should have taught you in school, but either don't or simply can't because life is your teacher. From finances to love life to how you grocery shop for one person, the changing ways of the world today, we got you covered. We told you, it'd be A-okay. What is up? Welcome to the Adulting Podcast. Today we are talking about cooking and more specifically cooking for one. I'm joined by my little co-host. You're not little, but I don't know why I said that. Acacia. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm on a screen right now. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm looking at you. We're recording from our own homes via Zoom and uh, Mike's in front of us. First why? of all, whoever yeah. has stocks in Zoom, like... Oh. Give us the, like, I need to get stocks in Zoom because they are just blowing Now's up. not the time, though. No, that needs to drop a bit before you get back in. But anybody who had it pre-COVID just, like, made a shit ton. They're doing well. They're doing well. Uh, today, we're talking about cooking for one. And the reason why we added this topic, uh, first of all, I'm a huge foodie. Acacia is too, but um, I am, like. A very different way. Very different foodie. I love all food. I travel literally just to eat. Um, and cooking for one has been since I left home, which sounds so dramatic, but it wasn't, um, since I left home, I have found cooking for one very difficult and that the grocery, grocery stores are not set up for cooking for one to start. I think that we should touch base on what our, our eating habits are and what our preferred eating habits are. So case you want to start. Well, I was going to ask, can, can you start? Because I need clarity around this question. Okay, great. So I identify myself today. Someone called me a quasi-vegan, which I think was very um, great. I'm about 80% plant-based. And I call myself plant-based instead of vegan because I think I'm lenient still. So for myself, things that I definitely do not eat is like dairy milk, regular yogurt, eggs, I will still eat meat, but often it's because someone else is serving it. I don't buy meat, fish, or um, meat byproducts. I'm still flexible in that if I'm attending a dinner and someone is cooking a roast, I'm not going to bring my own food yet. Um, But the things I am pretty strict on is like dairy, milk, and eggs more specifically. And I think it's definitely been... I was looking at some old photos of like brunch. It's definitely been a year since I've ate eggs. Um, If it's in a cookie cooked... I won't be so particular. Um, For me, the reason why I started eating this way is in university, my second year, I had the meal plan, but only Monday to Friday. So on the weekends, I would buy almond milk and cereal for breakfasts. The cereal would last the whole month and the almond milk would too. Whereas if you bought dairy milk, it would only last that one weekend. And I didn't need even a one liter jug for two bowls of cereal. So that's how the milk thing happened. And then when I was started living on my own and cooking for myself, I found buying meat very difficult because you'd buy a six pack of chicken breast and you would freeze some, then you would unfreeze it, but then you ended up going out for dinner or like you stayed too late at school, too late to cook it. Now it's gone bad. And it was just not fun. And also like raw meat really scares me. It always has. The texture of it is like so funky and even more so now, which is weird. So that's me. I'm pretty pretty vegan um but i am i'm dating someone who's not vegan (laughs) i find the plant-based people 
Yes. Are still the people that will eat honey, but the vegans will not eat honey. I have not ate honey for probably a year. And that is because you can buy maple syrup as a replacement. Mm, um, that's true. So I just, I think the last time I used up honey, I just have never put it back on my grocery list. Now, if someone gifted me honey, I would eat it because I feel it is more responsible to eat it and to use it. That it's already, it's already honey. It's already You've been given it. It's already a thing. It's already a thing. Um, but I just have never found myself to need to buy it again. Right. And how do you eat Miss Acacia? <laughs> well, I cannot go into a plant-based restaurant or a vegan restaurant and eat half of the things on the menu um, because my tummy and my skin is weird. Are very, very sensitive. Uh, if you guys n- know me, you know that lettuce is not a friend of mine. What is lettuce? Yeah, like romaine lettuce, iceberg lettuce. Yes, you don't even eat that. Okay, here's... So like going out to places, I'm like, tomatoes I can't eat. They make my lips swell and I Yeah, the tomatoes is hard for us to cook together with. And yeah, no lettuce. So like spinach and kale is great. So I am a meat eater. Um, I'm also someone who I eat healthy, quick items. So I... You are a meat eater, but no dairy. Oh, we're talking about, okay, this is more like a dietary. Yeah, like what's your dietary, like I'm trying to cook dinner for you and it's really right. hard. <laughs> so when someone wants to cook dinner for me, I can't have dairy, I can't have lettuce, I can have spinach and kale, so the healthy can't have tomatoes. can't have tomatoes, don't give me chickpeas. Don't um, give me gluten. No, I'm okay with the gluten, Okay. It's, don't give me the wheat product. Don't give her the wheat, um, but you cook her meat. <laughs> but I can eat all the meat. And then, um, what else can't I do? Um, don't don't eat soy. Oh yeah, no soy. So when I try and cook- no tofu. We try and cook dinner together, but it's really hard because I'm like, okay, no problem. You don't eat meat or or you eat meat, but I don't. But okay, we'll do this. But then you can't have the soy. You can't have the dairy. I'm like, okay, I'll make you pasta. Just kidding. You can't have the wheat or the tomatoes. So often it's like, can you have a cookie? Yeah. So when it comes to like the pasta things, when it comes to that, it's more about the quantity um, Mm -hmm. per se. So like we had pizza the other day, but we made it, um, but we did a veggie on non-bread and I won't eat non-bread or pastas for like the rest of the week. If I eat like a sandwich with bread, I usually will break out the next day a little bit with my skin. It's like instant. Crazy. So it's just like the when it comes to that, like I choose not to eat it. But again, like you with other things, like if I go over to my mom's house and she, and she just happens, she doesn't ask. Like yeah. I just kind of go uninvited, and she's like, "Well, I'm half spaghetti." I'm like, "Okay." Just prepare for a broken out face, and I really don't like the tomato thing because this is something that I've learned that the way North America is producing their food yes. is also causing. Um, the nutrients to be different, the actual substance of the, the food to be different and giving us even eggs because um, in Europe they put eggs outside of the fridge. Yeah. And I can eat tomatoes in Europe, but I cannot Crazy. eat a tomato here when it comes to eggs. That's, Oh, I don't eat. I'll go out for brunch and have an egg, but I will not keep them in the house. Um, because you're so give me the runs. Someone, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> she can also not have turmeric. She's learned as oh, well. Oh, 
Turmeric. Oh Turmeric is a new discovery. Don't need, we don't need to go into detail. Everyone no, can put like, it together. Nobody, everyone's like, turmeric, this is good. Turmeric, this is good. Like, helps you with inflammation and blah, blah, blah. It does the complete opposite. It's actually, for some people, we had to Google this. My sister is like, you are weird. And she Googled it. And it's actually, some people, it affects their soft tissues. The So for most people, it's a it's an anti-inflammatory and there's a little small percentage of us that actually inflames our soft tissues. So, and Advil, I can't have that either. Don't give it to me. My so basically, if anyone's listening to this, we are hard people to have over for dinner, but then the same thing is we're flexible. So I go home for yeah. Christmas. There's meat and cheese around all the time. My mom, I'm really thankful that my parents have like she made a mushroom pate versus having like a meat pate. And I'm really thankful that they're interested in trying. And that's all I ask for is from a plant-based perspective right now for people to have an open mind. So don't, if it's a vegan cupcake, like don't knock it till you try it. Cause it's pretty dang good. And yes. yeah. And then, yeah. Don't, I mean, you're flexible with your dairy. I am like, uh-uh. I'm more and more strict. Um, like dairy milk is really hard for me to have now. It tastes so sour. And um, I'm noticing like, well, earlier today I had a dairy dessert and I can feel my stomach. And I do believe it's also because I just haven't had it for so long. It's like anything you don't have alcohol for a long time and then you have a, a glass of wine, you're going to feel it. So I do believe that like because I have been without dairy and then eating raw dairy specifically, I find if it's cooked, so if it's like Parmesan and pasta sauce, I find that that's easier, but raw dairy, whew, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Right now. So, so we're going back for like cooking and that's our cooking for one. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Acacia's cooking for one because it's real quick. So what are your meals, Acacia? Fire them away, make it quick. <laughs> Oatmeal and stir fry. That's all she eats. And like, it's not even actual stir fry because... I put Montreal fake spice on it. But you can't have soy sauce either because it's soy. I can't have the soy sauce. I can't okay. eat high quantity. Like I can't eat soy. I can't have edamame beans. Like don't give me a bowl of that. I'll, I'll blow up and I'll, I will start a fire with my farts. Like just don't. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. But um, I actually eat coconut soy sauce now. Yeah. But here's my thing. From the time I could remember... I started making my, I started making my lunches at eight. Mm. So I always made them in the morning and it was always a Campbell chicken noodle soup um, pan on the, yeah. to heat up, to pour into, to pour, to heat up in the microwave, to put into my thermos, to grab the snacks, make my lunch and go to school. So I always had to do that like in the morning quickly before I left the house. And it just carried on that my life for so many things was like, you know, things, one thing after another, like my, I was always, right. you know, only had school to dance. You had 10 minutes to eat, to dance, 10 minutes to eat, you know, you had to learn how to eat and go to the pee and change between classes. Oh, all at the same so time. I think that way of growing up yep. has now turned into if I can't, Prep it, make it in 30 minutes. I won't even attempt it. Right. So nope. I, that's why stir fry is so great because I'll have, I'll have it with noodles, like rice noodles or rice. Um, and I'll just chop up a little bit of veggies, throw them on the pan right away, whatever spices and like things I want. 
And then I'm eating in 30 minutes because even if I don't have anything to do in the day, if yeah. it's going to be longer than 30 minutes, I'm not going to make it. I can completely relate to that. And you make such a good point that growing up, we definitely were like bouncing for one thing. You came home, you had literally 10 minutes to do your homework, to eat the whole meal for four hours of dance that night. And then you'd have like a snack, but you need to go to bed. So it's very quick, quick. So I think that's why smoothies are so good for myself. You make a lot of smoothies too, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just grab and go. I think that's why we're snackers. And so for me to be around someone who's a meal eater and they're not a snacker, they're like, you eat so much. I said, yeah, but I don't eat a lot in one sitting. So the hardest part for cooking for one for myself is that when you grocery shop, I've gotten better in planning meals so that I know the kind of two to three recipes, maybe that week or two weeks that I'm going to have. But example is celeries. Some, some stores have celery individual stocks, but if you want to buy celery for a soup recipe, stir fry, it's this huge freaking stock of celery and you're one person. And I'm talking like I've had celery. We're now almost done two weeks of groceries and I've been cooking it. I swear every day. And I'm still not done the celery. I put it in smoothies, my stir fry, everything. And that was so frustrating about cooking for one. I, yeah. And it's like the portion thing. It's so like, exactly it. Do not cook for one person no, because that means that I am literally chopping up and making meals all the time. I will cook as if I have three people in the house yeah. and then I eat the same thing for seven meals, which is kind of annoying, but I don't want to only cut off, you know, a quarter of my zucchini at a time. Like I'm going to cut the zucchini up, cook it all together. And then guess who has stir fry for the whole week? Something I've learned with your stir fry and I call it Acacia stir fry because her cheater of putting Montreal steak spice, which is so counter to the beginning me saying I'm plant-based, but it's just spices. It's so easy. One thing I did with that though, is I made the rice ahead of time, but every night I did cook the veggies and I'm a veggie prepper Mm -hmm. from like the beginning of the week. You are. Um, Something I've learned though, is when you do prep something that you're going to freeze. So I made a big crock pot of chili because I have so many beans and lentils to use up right now. And I, when, I, when I say so, I really mean it. There's like jars, but when you freeze it, don't freeze it because the container is that big. Freeze what you would actually eat. So it seems ridiculous in my freezer right now. I have these bigger containers because I ran out, but it's only got about two scoops of chili because I know that's what I'll actually eat in the si- in the sitting Yeah. So when you defrost it, it's not four portions worth. And then you're like awkwardly scooping half frozen into another container to take it to work. It's like one portion, boom, done. If you need a second one, because you've got a little friend over for the evening, then you can take out two. And that like is such an easy thing, but took me so long because I was like, oh, I got to fill the container. But then when you defrost it and then you get sick of it. So one portion freezing um and just plan a little bit you don't have to go crazy like meal prep planning i think no. your grocery your grocery list though i know you what the i same want thing every week, though. i get the same thing i am so efficient at donald's market like i oh know my gosh. yes i'm like boom 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 three of these four of those boa um but i eat the same thing like i think it's also different because like fajitas right okay for starters i can't have peppers so like there goes the fajitas but I think fajitas for me growing up was like, oh, the family's actually going to sit down for dinner tonight. Let's have fajitas because it's a whole bunch of little things. And as one person, it's annoying. It, that's so annoying. And my family rarely sat down to eat dinner. Very interesting. All of us to be in the same place at the same time. 
is super rare. Okay, different. So I grew up definitely on the weekends, we all ate together. Now my dad often came home later, but the nights where we didn't have dance or like all the siblings, like um, my sister eventually would set the table. That used to be my chore. My brother would clear the table and then I was on food prep, it was called. So whether it was making a veggie tray, which was like my mom's favorite go-to to get veggies in us, a cold veggie tray, or it was like putting away ingredients or shredding the cheese. So I'm very thankful for that because it gave me those like, easy cooking, easy cooking skills. I also think if you know you have an evening where you have no commitments, maybe that's the evening that you plan to make that little bit more luxurious meal. And then it just changes it up. So I'm a fan of pasta from fresh or like we made fresh pesto the other night, but I knew I didn't want it in 30 minutes. So it's planning ahead that you've got that time. It was so good. Inspiration is good. Yes. I usually, my, my go-to way of planning meals is kind of like, what am I craving? Because honestly, you're going to crave something. And then on it, like Instagram is my thing. I'm like, oh yeah, fajitas. Like you just said that. And now I'm like, great, I'm going to have fajitas next week. And for me, how I'll plan that is making sure that if it's like cooked peppers, I'll probably cook all the peppers at once, heat up what needs to be heat up together and then just put it in the tortilla every day. So, right. It's possible. Inspiration for food. Um, funny. My schedule is also all over the place. I think also if you have a job that I don't know if I, you know, I try not to work past five o'clock, six o'clock, you know, with clients. Yep. But some, some days I'm literally running around with my head cut off and other days I'm chilling like a villain. Yep. And then there's the going out thing. I think, especially if you live in a city like we do, with sushi, two blocks from your house, that is so good. You have takeout everywhere, and the portions are enticing because you can literally just have one meal, and then you're not left with leftovers. I know some people in the city, some of my friends, always eat out because they hate leftovers. Yes, I'm a leftover. I am an advocate for leftovers. I do know families that are not leftover people. Um, I definitely am a leftover person, but the eating out is very hard. And if any, we've talked about budgeting Mm -hmm. um, and you should go back and listen to that episode because if you actually start to track where you spend your money and if you spend $500 a month eating out and that's okay for you and that matches your lifestyle, you do not know how to cook. You will burn water. (laughs) Like you have the income to support that. That's fine. But if you're someone like, nah, my mom taught me or dad or parent, anyone, I should say my mom taught me. So that's why I say that if you're someone who knows how to cook, like, and you can stop spending 500, like, why wouldn't, aren't you doing that? You could put that towards a trip or something. So it's much harder. Like I'm craving sushi so hard right now, as we talk about all this and I'm like, no, you have stir fry to cook tonight, which is watch me get uh, sushi later. Well, let's, let's, say this right now on this this episode as we're recording when we celebrate you getting another job we will have a sushi night yes dude boys you gotta you've got to go to the previous episode to hear about the job scenario but eating out's really difficult um and also one thing that has helped me is with eating out make sure it's a social thing we're we're currently in a pandemic which changes things but some way that i could tell myself uh, to not eat out was it had to be with someone doesn't have to be a celebration but if your friend's like hey let's hang out that's an okay time to eat out but if you're just lazy one night you got to bear down. You got to eat what's in the fridge. Even if it's like, I want to be charcuterie board, which I wouldn't have any meat online, but like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know what I mean? 
Right. I mean, there's a, yeah, like you, like you said it, whatever suits your um, lifestyle, but definitely as, as a single, as a single person too, let's just add that like intersection right there. Not yeah. even just for one, but as a single person, it's a little different now. Hopefully by the time this airs, it's still going strong. <laughs> I, I say I cook for one and a half is my joke because my right. boyfriend Some will, nights. we will eat together and that's hard. And also with relationships, you have to communicate I have to say, I actually plan to make stir fry tonight. So do you want some? I have enough for a second serving. And if the answer is no, it's like, okay, you need to eat dinner before you come and hang out with me then. And it's these weird conversations, but like, we're only trying to help each other eat better and save money. Yeah. So, and then like, so yeah, as a single person for one cooking, you you can kind of fall into some, to some habits. That's where I am. And now that I have, again, hopefully by this time this airs, we're still going strong. Um, But it is nice when you get to cook for someone. I mean, that's why, like, my friends, I will use hanging out with friends as an excuse to be like, hey, let's let's have dinner because then I'm probably going to think of something else to make or to co-create with somebody. Um, This helps become creative. I think. Oh, sorry. No, you go, you go. I was going to say, and this episode really links into our next episode. Oh, yes. We're going to have my friend, Brittany Lentz, who I have known, I'm trying to think, definitely over 12 years. Um, we grew up dancing together, and I'm really proud of the way she's become a registered dietitian. Um, she's always been kind of a foodie alongside me, and I'm really interested in the way she thinks about intuitive eating, um, talks about diets, and uh, the little bit I've learned from her, which I know I'll learn more in the next episode, is that don't be guilty. So mm-hmm. we're not talking about cooking for one as like the healthiest because I definitely have just made pasta with cheese on top and like that's dinner, but it's the intuitive eating. So what choices are you making? If you have that donut, are you having that donut every day? And, and what's natural to you as well? We talk about exactly like this intuitive eating, you're cooking for one, what, what can you cook? And something I'm working through right now myself is eating when I'm actually hungry, which is so hard to do, especially if your job is fluctuating, your schedule's fluctuating. But if you can control it, when you crave something, ask yourself, are you actually hungry? And if you are, go get some food. Like I'm actually hungry right now because I never eat lunch. But if you're not actually hungry, what is that? What is that telling you? And that's a really, that's been a really hard thing for me because I'm a very emotional eater, very quick. The quick schedule has been difficult. Um, but what, how can you turn that around? So maybe it's about making a change. If you're craving chips, is it because you're craving something crunchy? And if so, can you get carrots instead? Oh, I used to crave salt and vinegar chips mm. once a month dancing. Yep. And I would eat an entire Miss Vicky's. Oh, so huge, easy. like family pack easy. on the train, hour and a half later going home, I'd eat an entire bag of salt and vinegar chips. And then my, uh, I had a nutritionist appointment and she was like, oh, that's, that's like extreme that you crave salt so bad that you'll eat an entire bag in one sitting. Do you put salt on any of your other food? And I said, no, I don't add salt to anything. And she's like, Interesting. you're dancing 36 hours, you're right. sweaty. Um, and you're not replacing your salt intake in whether it be in your water, putting a little Himalayan salt in just to get that up mm-hmm. or in any of your food. I was like, it literally would not touch the salt and pepper for anything. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, you need to put salt on your food. And ever since that, I put salt just a little bit on all my food 
and yeah. I don't crave salt and vinegar chips. It's anymore. definitely no. I think that's a, a really good point. A lot of the time for me, it's texture, which is weird. Like I will crave Swedish berries because I like the chew of them. Mm-hmm. So what can I eat instead that's like chewy and maybe we'll just pass the time. Or if I'm hungry for dinner and it's like 4.30, it's not quite time to have dinner, have a snack that's going to fill you up, something like crackers and a really good dip, like hummus. You can't have hummus, but no. I'll have hummus. <laughs> something that will just pass that little time so that you actually eat a full meal. And I talk about this because this week's been much better than my eating habits in the past. Um, and it's just reestablishing some good. We get off track. Holidays, we get off track. But yeah. And don't, be guilt- we- don't feel guilty. No, that's exactly it. You just, you got to slowly get back on, plan that grocery list, or if you know exactly what you're buying, like Acacia. Um, but if you have any questions about cooking, I love talking about food and experience. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to pull you off there. No, don't talk to me about it. <laughs> if you want to talk about how you can eat basically anything, you can talk to Keish. But if you want to talk about anything numb in my tum, as I joke, please let me know uh, either through our Instagram, which is adulting. That's three A's, adulting. I never know how to spell it properly. Um, Triple A adulting. Triple A adulting. Um, we would love to talk about it. Um, and how, what inspires you to cook? cook for others, how your maybe lifestyle of eating has affected social situations. Um, Like, comment, share, all that jazz. And stay tuned for next episode with our special guest, Brittany. I'm excited for that. I'm so excited. She's like one of my favorite people. I'm so proud of, she has, I just want to touch base. She's a registered dietitian, which if you look up what kind of schooling that takes, it's like a doctor. She basically could have come become a doctor in that time. So she knows her stuff. She spent years. She's super smart and, and also realistic. And that's, I think, a huge part about when you talk to someone about food, it needs to be realistic because there will be donuts and they're freaking good and you should eat them. But how can you balance that with a meal later that's going to help maybe lower your, your sugar rush that you just got? Great. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Adulting Podcast with Anna and Acacia. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast for episodes every two weeks and give us a like. That Google human likes when people give podcasts a thumbs up to know who's cool. If you want to follow our friendship, follow us on Instagram, Adulting, that's adulting with three A's, or on our personal pages at Anna underscore Duke and Acacia DB. We've included this all in our show notes for a one-stop easy click. We've included all of this in our show notes below.